0: Welcome back to the Mel Kay Show. One of the people I've met on my journey that I absolutely adore. He is a very smart, astute human who has helped so many people. He has, uh, through the Western Journal and other places, informed the truth. Uh, to people all over the world. And I'm honored to welcome back Floyd Brown. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Oh, it's so good to be back with you, Mel. And you know what you are? You're like a modern day Paul Revere, oh. riding through the countryside, alerting everyone, the British are coming, the British are coming. Literally. <laughs> so, I try, uh, I
0: try, and I appreciate no, you saying that.
1: <laughs> and you do it, you do it so well. And Literally, people need to understand we're fighting the same people that those patriots were fighting. At the time, Great Britain was a global empire. It was a group of globalists that had decided they could rule the entire world from London, and they were set on doing it. And uh, and, and we're, we're still battling the same elites that have so much ego and so much hubris that all they think about is how they can rule over us all yeah. and uh
0: power for power's sake because again you and i talk about it a lot but this is a bunch of globalist billionaire oligarchs that literally still believe that they control the world they they, they believe that they are a supra Group of people above all of our governments. And now at this point in 2024, they don't even hide it. In fact, they're right now in Davos talking about the future for everyone uh, under a global governance. And then wink, wink, you can keep your nation state. That is not what they want. And uh, and you've been excellent at really uh, putting that out there. But a big thing also that you have been um, sounding the alarm on for years now is they have a real problem with God. And, and and there's lots of reasons to that. So let's talk a little bit about that part of this.
1: Okay. Well, so what people need to understand is that globalism isn't new. Okay. It's as old as history. And God actually created the whole idea of the nation state. And he did it when he adopted these people that were slaves down in Egypt Under a global empire, the pharaoh who ruled the entire world at the time. And he said, you know what? I'm going to pull these people out of this global empire, and I'm going to set them up in a little country called Israel. And that's when God literally created the nation state. And so when he created it, he wrote down all kinds of rules about how to govern them and it was our founding fathers that read those lessons in the book of deuteronomy that set up our government yes. and this is this hasn't changed throughout history it's like the same battle over and over and over ronald reagan said every generation is only one, every every, every every moment in time, we're only one generation away from tyranny. Yeah. And that each generation has to fight this battle again to keep ourselves free. And right now we're at the apex of it. And uh, it, it, it all has to do with God. So, you know, it's so interesting when, when um, and I always encourage people, if you have never read, the book of Genesis, the book of Exodus, and the book of Deuteronomy, uh, you you need to read it because the stories in there are amazing, and they have such lessons for today. You know, when God created Israel, he even gave them a foreign policy. He did. He did. He said to Moses, he said, hey, Moses, you're going to be walking past the country of Edom, and you're going to be walking past the country of Moab. And I'm telling you right now, I've given you the land of Cana. I'm not going to give you one inch of Moab. And I'm not going to give you one inch of Edom because it says in the Bible that God creates the nation and he draws their boundaries. That's why borders are so important. And that's why globalists are always attacking borders. And so it's, it's uh, you know, he told Moses, he said, okay, now I've given you this land, but I haven't given you that land. And then he said something else. He said, I don't even want you interfering in their politics over there in Moab. I've given that to the descendants of Lot. And so he said, hey, Israel, I want you to have a non-interventionalist foreign policy. I want you to stay out of other people's business. And uh, so, you know, that's what our founders did. They set us up they 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 secured our freedom battling this globalist empire and then their foreign policy was hey we don't want anything to do with those european wars we don't want anything to do with napoleon we don't want anything to do with 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 all of that chaos over there where the elites are fighting over real estate We want to be free over here. You leave us alone. We'll leave you alone. And that's literally the foreign policy of Donald Trump. And that's part of why the globalists hate him.
0: Yeah. In fact, if people go back and read the uh, farewell address of George Washington, he says that In it. He says he wants you to stay out of our wars and we'll stay out of your wars and your business. He says that he wants George Washington, where he also warned about political parties and and them becoming so powerful that they were fighting each other and not thinking about us at all. He also said, you know, we want uh, America should remain neutral in foreign policy and let no one into our country either. We have all these lobbyists from all over the world, from Ukraine, from China, from everywhere in D.C., that are constantly pulling us and pushing us and our politicians are to, you know this is this is exactly the opposite so you're totally right and george washington even put it out there for eternity to say this is not what we want and yet now we are in a place where we have people in our own government particularly samantha power who's running the the money of uh usaid which goes out to protect democracy worldwide. Uh, Anthony Blinken and Sullivan all speaking at, this week in Davos at the World Economic Forum about the future of America in terms of global governance. What do you make yeah. of these people going so, so brazenly uh, doing that?
1: Yeah, I I have been transfixed watching what comes out of Davos. And, uh, and uh, uh, in fact, last night, my wife said to me, uh, what what are they doing there? I said, well, they always go to the best resorts during ski time because they want to get some time on the slopes. Okay. <laughs> it's always about lifestyle for them, but, um, uh, and then they hold a few speeches, but, but yes, no, uh, you are absolutely correct. They are talking about world governance and right. world control. And so Um, I talk about in my book, Counterpunch, a lot about what I call the wealth extraction machine. And uh, basically, government pivoted. And, you know, it used to be for the people. It's not anymore. Government in America today is for the billionaires. I mean, why in the world is Nike getting billions of dollars from the U.S. government? Uh, you know, because they're running slave camps in China to make uh, expensive tennis shoes. You know, these world billionaires have found a way to basically buy politicians, and then they use those politicians to give themselves subsidies. And, you know, these wealth extraction machines, the biggest is, you know, the military-industrial complex, which, uh, you know, uh, President Eisenhower warned us about, when I was just a baby, okay, I'm in my 60s now. And when I was a baby, Eisenhower was leaving office and John F. Kennedy was coming in and he warned us about this military industrial complex. And most people didn't have any idea what it was. But Mel, it's so interesting. Since I was born, America has not won a war. Let that sink in. I'm a gray-haired man, It's unbelievable. okay?
0: Yeah.
1: And- And yet, um, we're supposed to be the greatest power on earth. We have not won a war in my lifetime. And the reason for that is simple. If people would just think war isn't about winning. War is about maximizing the profits of the military industrial complex. Why do you think Joe Biden left all of that armament in Afghanistan? Why? Yeah. because now it has to be replaced. Yeah.
0: I mean it's okay? terrifying. It's it, it, it,
1: it's it's always about money. Yeah. It's always about their profits at and and it's about, you know, sucking the money out of the normal people, those of us that are citizens and giving it to these global elites that uh are are literally living off of our our Blood in the case of the military, yeah. our sweat in the case of of those of us that work and and actually produce things and and are productive, and it's it, it and and they've been running this place for themselves, and and Donald Trump, uh, you know, this is the week of Iowa, and Donald Trump won a huge, historic yeah. roll-up victory in Iowa, and uh, you know it's. There had we hadn't seen anything about, like it since 1988 when when Bob Dole beat George H W Bush there, and uh, 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 and I was there actually I worked for oh, wow. Bob Dole during 1988 and I was you know one what? of the people on the ground.
0: When I heard that yesterday about Dole, I thought in my head, because of all I've learned since about the Bushes and the Clintons and the Obama and Biden and kind of that they were they're all globalists. All I thought was maybe Bob Dole actually won. I mean, who knows? But I remember my dad was a big Bob Dole guy, too. And it's like now I look back. You have to look back on the entire, you know, from JFK's murder forward and wonder how much of what we've seen has been the same globalist oligarch billionaires that have built this, you know, trajectory for us, manipulating us without us even realizing it for all this time. It's scary to think that maybe a lot of this is, has been uh, an illusion of choice.
1: It, you, it, and, and, I'll, and I'll give you one other data point despite, you know, you, one is that Bob Dole stood up to the bushes and fought them, but number two, he was the only Republican leader from that era that showed up for Donald Trump at the 2016 convention.
0: He out. showed up Same and enemies. he, got behind,
1: and Same he got behind Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. He yeah. was the one one guy that would stand up for Donald Trump and all the others were in hiding. Yeah, and they had George- something
0: in common there too, because everyone honestly thought that Jeb Bush was somehow going to be the next president at the when Donald Trump came out, and he was like, "No," and and that's what that's what uh, he also did with Bush Senior.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So it's uh, uh, you know these 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 struggles go on, but uh, uh, the, the the truth is is that it is part of this long term arc of history. And it's people fighting for freedom against these global elites. And, you know, they use such deceptive tactics. Uh, you know, we talk about the war against God. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is there's a new movie coming out called God and Country. I mean, you know, Hollywood. Yeah, OK, I I, I I wanted to talk to you about it because I know, you know, Hollywood. And yeah. you can probably add some things to it. Uh, to this story. Yeah. But- so tell
0: my audience that doesn't know yet, because when I saw the trailer, I nearly fell out of my chair. I thought, uh what what nation are we living in that this is okay? So so tell my audience about it.
1: Yeah. So uh basically it's uh uh Rob Reiner, who is you know a lifelong atheist. And, and operative
0: uh, of the globalists, and, by the way,
1: and, and <laughs> operative of the globalists. I mean, uh, I used to enjoy him when he was meathead on all of the family. But yeah. But uh, go
0: watch that now. And you're going to be like, oh, exactly. It's so weird because <laughs> Rob and I have been watching it again. First of all, they can never make it now. And it's absolutely hilarious. And I love the Jeffersons, too. But he's as much of an idiot on that show as he is now. In my <laughs>
1: <opinion>. <laughs> he hasn't changed much. Oh. Uh, the um, uh, but. So in essence, uh, Hollywood decided that they want to make a movie. And you have to realize this is straight from Saul Alinsky's playbook. It's really important to understand Saul Alinsky's point number 13, which is identify the enemy, freeze it, and then just start pounding it. And the enemy for them right now are, quote, white evangelical Christians, and they've renamed them. They're now called Christian Nationalists. Now, I, you know, growing up, the idea that it would somehow be bad to be a Christian and to be patriotic, you know, that's what I thought you were supposed to want to achieve.
0: I know. <laughs> I remember it saying, I, I, I forget I was talking, I go, since when is being christian nationalist a negative thing and and it spins this is very important that you point out the solinsky aspect of this because you were a victim of a solinsky tactic too uh when they started censoring uh you know you over at facebook you were the biggest probably news organization on facebook at one time and they pulled the solinsky on you too uh, it's 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 exactly you know point at the enemy it's a lot of the projection comes out of that and in this movie so First of all, people that it's called God and country, a lot of people are going to watch it that are patriots and think that it's for positive because that's another tactic.
1: Right. And so and so what they want to do is uh, they want to hit the kill switch of patriotic Americans. You know, when you go to when you go to a factory floor and you're looking at a machine, uh, there's always a great big red button on the wall. And it's called the kill switch. And if something goes wrong in the in the factory, the guy who's running the factory runs over to the wall and he boom, he hits the kill switch, right? It's that great big button, yeah. and everything in the factory stops. Yeah. And that's what they want to do with us psychologically. They want to uh to to make us freeze because they want us to question our beliefs, and what we're doing, and what we're saying, and uh, they they want to freeze us, because they know, first of all, if we're going to save America, we all have to come together in unity. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the subtitle of my book, Counterpunch, yeah. an unlikely alliance of Americans coming together. And uh, it's, it, it and so, and it's happening. I mean, mm-hmm. in unprecedented numbers, black Americans are embracing Donald Trump. In unprecedented uh, numbers, uh, Latino Americans are are embracing Donald Trump. Uh, you know, I was in and South Florida. Enough,
0: both of those those communities are very largely Christian as well. So, you know, there's the whole thing there that, again, that they're also being they're seeing it, too. And they're saying what? I mean, just yesterday, Joy Reid on um, and this has been going on with her for three years. And uh, people should really be looking at NBC and their parent companies and who's involved over there because they're allowing this just like The View and ABC. But she came on and she basically went off on literally says white Christians are the biggest threat to this country. And these white Christians are are behind Trump. She actually imagine in America in 2024, you can go out there and say white Christians are the biggest threat to America freely on a nighttime newscast on MSNBC and nobody has a problem with it.
1: Yeah, no. And, and, and what's so amazing to me is she has blonde hair.
0: I know. I saw. It. I, I people were laughing that she took it. she took a Donald Trump wig out, but I mean it. And, and you know, and if you wear braids and you're not um, of a certain color, they say that it's a cultural appropriation.
1: Appropriation, right? And uh, she's appropriating, uh, I guess, Swedish culture with yeah, her blonde exactly. hair. exactly.
0: But imagine that. So, so this movie, God and Country. Imagine that in America. Imagine if it was anything else that they were going after white Christians. What if they were going after black Christians?
1: This yeah. would never well, be made. This actually caught my attention because uh, two of my friends are in the trailer. Oh go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, Gene Bailey, who is the host of a show called Flashpoint. Oh right, which I is a is. Yeah. which is a which is a a, a show on. A, a Christian network called the victory channel. And another is a, a friend of mine, Lance wall yeah, now who, him. uh, yeah. And, 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 uh, Lance spoke at the uh, reawakening yeah, tour a number I of times. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they, well, they, they painted both
0: the whole tour as a Christian nationalist tour. And I'm, I remember me and Dr. Zelenko were in the back being like, right. uh, what are they talking about? right <laughs> and like i'm I'm standing with leon and we're we were reading like an in play hit piece i think we were in you know uh washington state or somewhere and we were just laughing like oh my god it's so pathetic
1: <laughs> well um but i mean y- you're so right because you know this is such an unlikely alliance and um the uh the uh I, and I, and that's part of what i loved about sometimes when i was at the reawaken tour i thought i was uh, at the cantina scene from star wars because <laughs>
0: it's true it is such a menagerie <laughs> but what's so crazy what they the disservice that they've done and i know detroit's going to be including a lot more of the people that we're talking about that are now supporting trump is is this they, that's what they don't want we have to understand that the biggest part of uh, the open society, that's Soros, and the open borders, and a lot of what's going on is they don't want us to get together. They, they will do anything to have us uh, not unite, because uniting means that we talk. And once we talk, we start to realize, oh, wow, so my neighbor or the person that's not the same color or the same religion or what isn't really my enemy. We actually have the same problems and the same enemy. But that's your book, Counterpunch. It really lays that out is the biggest thing these people fear that this globalist billion oligarchy that have usurped our nation from local, state and national level. They don't want us to speak to each other
1: at all. Right. Well, and they want to do here in America to Christians the same thing that they did to Jews in Germany. And uh, in one of the people that I admire most is a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer who uh, was a Lutheran theologian in Nazi Germany. In the end he was executed by Hitler but um you know he didn't he he wouldn't agree with what was going on and he went to all these Lutheran pastors and he said, this is wrong, what they're doing to the Jews here. And we've got to stand up. And uh the, the 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 Nazi government literally nationalized the Lutheran Church because Germany was overwhelmingly Lutheran. They nationalized the Lutheran Church and they got pastors to look the other way while Jews First, they stole their homes, they stole their businesses, they stole their wealth. But then they put them all in ghettos. And then what did they do? They started murdering them. Yeah. And and so, you know, it didn't just start with murdering. It started first with, you know, um, this, this whole propaganda of demonizing them. That they somehow had, they had some kind of a secret agenda. It, they had it had to build over time, Mel, because you know people are basically humane. Okay, we 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 want to treat each other well. We want to treat each other with the golden rule, the way we want to be treated. And so, for these political leaders to get this mind infection into people enough to get them to act like monsters. I mean, I know the first time I visited Auschwitz was uh, just, it was so, it was so unbelievably heartbreaking because uh, they, they 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 show you that literally there's this wall and a gate and on one side of it's a gas chamber yeah. and on the other side of it is the home where the guy who was running the camp lived and there's like a little swing set for his kids to play. I know. So he would go home to his kids That's- and his family and then during the day, he was literally murdering thousands of people and stacking their bodies like cordwood. Right? How does this happen? Right. How I always we-
0: say that. It's so good that you're saying that. I've said this in speeches many times, where I say, you know, we often talked about the six million Jews that were, and I put this in terms of what they're doing to our children right now. Uh, and and I had written a screenplay twenty years ago about Adolf Eichmann, and um, what I say is. We often talked about the six million Jews that died. We rarely talk about the hundreds of thousands of Germans that worked in those camps and went home at night to normal families, seemingly, and went back the next day for years. And And this is an important point because I think that has a lot to do with the indoctrination and the kind of normalization and also the, um, the assault, I believe, on uh, teaching history, critical thinking. A lot of what they're doing to our children from a very young age is I believe how they create the rule followers, as Hannah Rent would call it, the banality of evil, which are these people that say even now. With, I, I had on a January sixth person. I've had on many, and when they talk about the FBI kicking in their doors with flashbangs and their all their kids are there in the middle of the night, basically five six in the morning, they don't even know that they're coming, and it's like twelve guys and an FBI agent in like months ago, not that long ago in America. It's all very scary because the parallels cannot be denied if you even know history at all. Hey guys, Mel Kay here. Another great thing you can find on our website, TheMelKayShow.com, is our partners page. We've vetted all these people. They are patriot businesses. If we are going to defund the cabal, we really have to stop giving them our money. So we've come up with a bunch of different partners that support us, support America. They build jobs. They build the economy parallel, which is what we need. So please go to our partners page. Check everyone out. we got something for everyone there. And uh, they are patriots. We are patriots. You are patriots. we got to all stand together going forward. economy is a big way to fight and we can fight back by putting our dollars in the right places and not with the corporate entities that are trying to take our country down so remember to go over to look at our partners page we vetted everyone these are real patriots the best way to fight the cabal is to stop giving them your money we have a parallel economy we're building and you can be part of it go woke go broke we are done with that please go to our partners page everyone there is a patriot just like you because I recently rewatched Band of Brothers. And there's a scene, the last episode, of or the one before the last episode, you see these guys, these, these soldiers from uh, America, they, they do such a good job coming upon the camp. And these guys can and they I don't know how they it had to have been a lot of CGI because it is so real. You can't not cry. But you see these soldiers that have been marching towards Germany. And, you you know, you go on the thing with them and and they just are looking there. They cannot believe that this is real, that this could have happened. And at, at that moment, I, I really also thought, wow, I mean, these same people, when we're talking about Joy Reid or, or Rob Reiner, they actually believe that I. I truly believe that they th- would be fine with them rounding up Trump supporters, or as they call them, Christian nationalists, and doing that.
1: Yeah, and so part of the lie of the movie Mel is to say that somehow Christian nationalists want Donald Trump to be a dictator, which is just an absolute lie. I'm in this business because I want freedom. Yeah, all of those guys that were in the in the in the trailer they want freedom they want less government they want less control over their lives they want the polar opposite of what somehow they're betraying that that we want and donald trump he doesn't want to be a dictator well he
0: if he was a dictator hillary clinton would be in jail like right you have to understand how how insane what they're saying is but they are fear mongering it everywhere and what's very scary thank god you have western journal and i've never given up even though they tried to make you and and you've only grown and like i said before the show we before we came on you continue to grow but the complicit media is uh, I keep saying like Goebbels is looking up from hell, being like, "Wow, they're really good now. Like they really have have down <laughs> the brainwashing media because the complicit media from Robert Kagan to uh, Reich to all these people at the Washington Post, Jennifer Rubin, they're writing article after article about." Uh, not just the, the danger of Christian nationalists, which is a total psyop, but they're also writing again and again about how Trump's going to get retribution. Trump's going to be a dictator. He's now, he's going to put his his enemies in jail. And you're thinking, what? This is such, they're creating such chaos in people's brains. It's
1: projection. It's what they did do. <laughs> what what did, what did they do? A bunch of Trump supporters show up at a rally on January 6th and they're putting them in jail,
0: and so labeling them so they domestic project,
1: terrorists. Right, so they project on these people what they're doing when, 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 when those grandmothers I know. that showed up at January sixth they, they 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 weren't violent. I mean, so uh, January sixth me about- that's that's a that's a that's a whole nother Topic, oh, yeah, we but, could do
0: a whole show on that. I, and I, you've yeah. had on you've interviewed many people. I've had on like 16 people involved in that uh, and and one this week that was, you know, it's gut wrenching and and we're not getting hopefully that will come to fruition and we will actually hear the, well, the only story.
1: way the only way it changes is if Donald Trump gets elected I president,
0: know. a lot of things. And, and we'll get into that. But I want you to talk to me a little bit because I saw the trailer. I did not see the film. So let's talk about what you yeah. saw in that sh- film.
1: Sh- so, I haven't seen the whole film either. They're keeping it completely under wraps. Oh, wow. They did so. What they did, they took it to Washington, D.C., and they showed it to a bunch of political elites there, but they wow. haven't shown it anywhere else. So, it's it's due out in February. Oh, wow. And, and okay. so, this so- is
0: important that you're bringing this up. And I'll tell you why. Because a friend of mine from. Hollywood that's still there and still has a job and is kind of on our side. But what's so sad, and I was talking to somebody the other day when I was in L.A., I was in a group called Friends of Abe where we met underground as conservatives or you couldn't get jobs. And that was literally 20 years ago. And I'm telling you right now, that's why this happened, because enough people there felt like they wouldn't work. And again, like you're talking about that, this is the same people—the globalist billionaire oligarchy. It absolutely is. And at that time, that's when the CCP also was coming big time into Hollywood, handing out cash. People taking the cash, you know. And it's. But what I did hear, because I also, I'm sure, um, my audience and you know about uh, leave the world behind, the Obama's big uh, Netflix show, and uh, right. they have another movie, Civil War, coming out. They have this project coming out, and what I've been told is that. We are going to have an onslaught of very uh, intimidating, instigating one after another TV and film projects coming out of Hollywood that'll be on the scale of propaganda of what we've never seen to divide us from within in all different areas uh, in America to kind of incite us into such rage and violence in all areas. And this is somebody who's produced movies for 30 years and said some of the movies that are coming up, I mean, they're so obviously meant to uh, incite the American people uh, publicly uh, without to be divided and possibly to become violent. And and this is this is where Hollywood. Yeah. Well, so that's that's look.
1: how they win. That's how they win by dividing us. And that's why everything I do, I want peace. I want peaceful Revolution I I stress that all the time we have we still have all of the rights that are in the Bill of Rights okay we have freedom of speech we have the Second Amendment we have you know all of these rights yes they're under oppression but in order to keep them we have to exercise them that's why I'm always telling people speak out even if it's to your neighbor
0: yeah I agree everywhere yeah. that you go. And because right. because like we've discussed in real life, when I've seen you, it's like left of center and right of center, probably 15 percent on both sides actually do agree on almost everything. And and the one thing that I think um you've done so well in your book, Counterpunch and in real life and in your work is kind of project that that, that we're not that divided, that it is created by Hollywood because, you know, another thing, the most powerful people in Hollywood besides Rob Reiner, who's also been very active in the Democrat globalist uh, regimes for decades, is um, there was just a fundraiser with Jeffrey Katzenberg behind the scenes is running um, Joe Biden's campaign, I'm told, but also they had a fundraiser, Spielberg, Katzenberg, Geffen, a whole bunch of people. I believe I was told it was like $500,000 a table or whatever. And, this is being produced. People have to realize that a lot of what's going on is being produced. Especially the idea that the American people are so divided it is 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 a wag the dog, in my opinion, in a lot of ways on on a massive true true
1: scale. No, actually, Americans, we all want the same things. We want to, you know, live in peace. We want to be treated by each other the same way, you know. We we want we we want to be treated well. We want to be loved. We want to be appreciated, and uh, and so, you know, they're the ones that are wanting us to be violent. That's why. That's why, for example, General Flynn always warns people, you know, don't don't do anything that you know you shouldn't. And we're always talking to patriotic audiences yeah. to tamper down that fear because we can still win this the old fashioned way, which is at the ballot box. We don't have, we have the majority of people. And so this is what's so exciting. And, you know, it, it, it showed up in Iowa, you know, Donald Trump just, he he, he just stripped all expectations. And uh, if you actually look county by county, what you find is he did really well in a number of uh, blue collar counties and counties that normally go very heavily Democrat. It's important for people to understand Donald Trump reaches out to average Democrats in a way that that, you know, most conservatives never would. And, And and frankly, uh, that's, that's why they fear him so much. They, they just, they can't buy him. They can't get him to go along. And, um, and so actually early on, I was starting to talk about China. So one of the things they did to really enhance the wealth of the oligarchs is they moved all our factories to China. Right. And Donald Trump is the one guy who says, Hey, you know, why are we moving all of our factories to China? What? So you can save, you know, $2 on the wage that you're paying somebody. And uh, you know, a lot of these big globalist companies like Nike and others, they're making all their products really in slave camps. Yeah. And uh and so, no, we want people to we want people in China to be free. Yeah. We want people all over the world to be free. And they're the ones that are always trying to shoehorn us and make us live exactly how they want us to live, which is in their 15 minute cities with their central bank digital currencies where you know, we do nothing but play video games and watch movies all day. and uh, and and then you know our farms will be mechanized farms from uh, companies that are filling us so full of poison that right. you're gonna die if you eat their food and you're going to waste three thousand pounds before you die.
0: Plus, a lot of things that people don't one thing people don't understand about the CCP buying up a lot of our farmland and being allowed to, for whatever reason, is that that's not to feed us. That's to feed their people. They have an issue with farming there for real. And people keep saying, oh, they're buying up all our farmland. Not to feed us, folks. They're not they're not buying up our farmland to to put put food on our shelves. They're putting a buying up farmland to put food on their shelves and then right. consolidating with Bill Gates obviously into this um this created food, uh, not it's GMO on steroids, like far worse than that. All of these um you know, he's building them all over the country these vertical farms, but they're not what people think. They're GMO vertical farms. And he had done the whole thing also with the seeds and the, the, all this stuff that they're taking away. But what you said before is so important. The, the truth is that most Americans, I think, know, uh, anyone that's thinking straight or, or being honest with themselves, understand that something is terribly wrong in our country, but I don't think that they absolutely um, uh, understand that it is not their neighbors, it is not left and right, Republican and Democrat, And not enough people are out there saying it. I know I do. I know you do. I know General Flynn does. There's a handful of other people. Certainly, we're covering uh, this whole week, Davos. But I think if the American people, regardless of what they identify as or what they've been divided by in their head, if they understood that there was a globalist billionaire oligarchy that kind of dates back, like you said, the same people, the same bloodlines, all that from the beginning of, of the revolution, that is coming to America to say you're no longer gonna function as America. You're not gonna have your constitution, bill of rights, borders, language, culture, forget that all, you're gonna be homogenized with the global, you'll be global citizens instead of American citizens, and you'll really have no choice about that. We'll control your money, your digital ID, your health records, all of that. If people fully, if the media was doing its job and people fully understood this, I believe the DNA of the American person in general would be like, no like, who are you? You have no business telling me what I'm going to do with my family or anything. It's just that it's not being articulated enough. I believe it will be, and it's going to get more and more obvious. But I honestly believe that the American DNA, what, what we were given by our founders would step up and say no. And basically it's like stepping up to a bully and saying no. And that's where I feel like we are. And the more people that understand that you know, it really is a decision in 2024 between will we remain America, Constitution, Bill of Rights, borders, uh prosperity, a, a potential for an amazing future? Or will we become a cog in a globalist wheel of Agenda 2030 and kind of live a Hunger Games existence?
1: No, you, you there. You just laid it out. That's exactly where we're at. And that's why I'm so grateful for your show and what you're doing, because, you know, you're out there uh, like a modern day Paul Revere, and uh, it's a a different platform. You're not on the back of a horse. Instead, you're behind a microphone. But 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 you're you are you're you're playing the same role. And, um, you know, and I just pray. And I believe, actually, I think we're going to win. That's why I'm, you know, I do too. Uh, I uh, do too. Rob, and I, yeah. Rob, Rob, Rob was asking me before before I came on. He said, "You know, you seem like you're in a in a great mood." And I said, "Yeah, I am because we're winning." Well, talk
0: I think, about that. Let's talk oh, so about so that. let's
1: let's let's talk about uh, an example of it. Yeah. When I when Trump won in Iowa, I got up the next morning and I read the Washington Post, and they had an analysis piece and they couldn't believe it but of trump supporters 9 out of 10 of them believe joe biden isn't the legitimate president i know I okay and if there's one topic that the propaganda has been unbelievably ubiquitous i mean without with with without stop it is that you know, our elections are safe and secure. Our elections are perfect. Our elections, we don't have any trouble. There's no fraud in our elections. Uh, our elections are all perfect. They're absolutely perfect. There's not one problem with our elections. And anybody that says anything different is a crazy person. Right. And uh, Election so denier.
0: Ha- election denier was yeah. the, so the big thing. I've never
1: denied that we had an election, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Uh, I've just denied that they counted the votes right, and uh, and so um, the 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 truth is is that their propaganda from the left has been so insufferable on that topic. Yet the alternative media—this is where we should be celebrating. We should be having a party because. <laughs> Those of us who like showed up in Tulsa for the first uh, yeah, exactly. Reawaken tour, okay, we we're like the most oppressed people in America, and we we just ripped our masks off and we started hugging one another and we said, you know <laughs> exactly. what, we've had enough of this, right, uh, right, and uh, and uh, and we're having uh, that
0: now on a massive scale. Now, uh, I did want to mention since uh, you brought, I saw that sixty eight percent of people, and I think that's people in general. But you and I have talked in the past. You you've been in uh, politics for decades you were in the belly of the beast listen gore versus bush if what came out of that now i think that they were both on the same side and he got the deal to be a a globalist climate uh billionaire and bush got the got the presidency but and the wars but um but most of the
1: time most the time it is a a choice between two globalists that's why they that's why they want nikki haley so bad because she's, she's, she's one of them. hundred percent.
0: But that Bush v. Gore, which you were around for, you know, what came out of that people should understand what came out of that was the, was the uh, storyline that human beings can't be trusted to count the votes. So to me, that was all, even though the the machines came in a long time before that, that was that, that was when they started their human cause climate change, human cause uh, vote, uh, vote, Issues and, and again people have to look back. And and in 2016, every single Democrat said that Trump wasn't the legitimate president. None of them went to jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy.
1: Right. Right. And 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 people can count the votes. I think it would be amazing if we just counted the votes ourselves in our own precincts like they do in every other country. Right. <laughs> it's so
0: it's so stupid. And and the one thing though that has bothered me, I wonder what you think of this. Why haven't people been fighting to reverse anything that was put in because of the pandemic? Because a lot of a lot of this that they got away with in 2020 was because of mail in voting and drop boxes and all of this, which were only installed thanks to the hundreds of millions of dollars from Mark Zuckerberg and others uh, because of the pandemic. So I'm surprised that there haven't been more reversals of anything that was put in under the guise of covid.
1: Yeah, well, the, we have been fighting it, but we face a very uh, corrupt judiciary. One thing I haven't told you, Mel, is I am actually the chairman of the Kerry Lake for Senate campaign here in Arizona. how
0: fun, it's
1: cool. And so uh, that's one of the other many hats I wear. Wow, I, I, you're, uh,
0: you're always so busy. You're always doing yeah, something, 10 different yeah, things and at one so, time.
1: And so, you know, they totally against the law, rewrote all of our election yeah. rules here in Arizona. And we've gone to court multiple times to try and get these, these things, these weren't laws that were passed. These were, these were orders from judges. And we have a systemic corruption inside the judiciary. Yes. The judges aren't honest anymore. And so uh, this is part of what President Trump is facing is many of these obama appointees and biden appointees and these judges are completely political they're not looking at the law instead they're writing the law and they're they're creating decisions that justify all of these actions and so you know that's that's why we 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 literally i, I talk about this a lot we've got to overwhelm their ability to steal the election through our unity and goodwill towards one another as Americans.
0: Yeah. And you've been um, you were on the front forefront a long time ago, way before, uh, you know, we started down this path of calling out um, what has become known as diversity, equity, inclusion uh, and all this woke stuff. And that's another thing that's imploding for them, too. They've overplayed their hands so much so That um, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, Stephen Miller and other people are out there filing lawsuits because um, first and foremost, this has been not just terrible for our country, but everything that they installed after Black Lives Matter. Uh, has been very bad for the black community and it's backfired. And, you know, that was the beginning of the, it actually started uh, way before that, you know, Obama and them, they come out of the weather underground. They uh, they were trained a long time ago by Franklin Marshall Davis and Bill Ayers and all them. You talk about it a lot. And I,
1: Saul I Alinsky. Mean.
0: Yeah. And you know, um, pe- people don't yeah. realize
1: but Saul Alinsky Saul would train these, these community organizers in Chicago, you know, they, they were young people basically, and he was an older man and he would come in and, and, and he would, and they would come in and they'd say, oh, you know, we're here to be community organized. We want to help the poor and we yeah. want to help get these people out of their slums and we want to help. And he would say to them, it's not about that. It's about power. Yeah, It's about power. And, and so you have to realize Saul Linsky's trained this entire generation of yeah. democratic politicians exactly, and so you wonder why it's so divisive, you wonder why it's only focused on power. It's because of what they're doing, and and uh, you're right, the black community is just devastated, Chicago is a dystopian nightmare. Yeah, New York too.
0: And and the other thing is, it's not just that, it's all of the policies that these people have put in, and it's these same people that are taking down, that are trying to take down Trump, they won't, but that have divided our country under the guise of, of democracy or human rights, uh, defund the police, has has been devastating for the black community, especially in inner cities. No bail, no arrests, none of that. All these Soros DAs and, and AGs and all that, terrible for the black community. And now what's terrible for the black community is that they're sending a lot of the illegals to the black community, which is what's happening in Chicago and in the Bronx. So, you know, a lot of that's backfiring. That's why I see a lot of um, a lot of hope for unity ahead on that front. And then the other people that are really uh, being polarized and going, they're pushing them towards Trump are legal immigrants, because to this day, it is still very difficult to come to this country legally to participate and live the and live the American dream and assimilate people that want to come legally want that. And those that community, especially I'm I'm hearing in Texas and where you are in Arizona, the legal immigrants are outreach and they are also getting the brunt of the border.
1: Right. They are getting the brunt of the border. And it's 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 bad. Um, And then we could do a whole nother show about the border. Well, we will. And and if you and if you ever want to go to the border, you know, uh, would love to host you in Arizona and take you to the border And we can we can look at it firsthand because despite the coverage that you're watching, even the alternative coverage, when you actually see it and you see the devastation, it's much worse than you can even imagine.
0: Well, what do you think from your your, you know, we didn't go over because you've been here before your background, but you've been in um, multiple administrations. You've been we've worked with all different kinds of people. You've been involved with these think tanks and all this all this stuff for decades. now. Do you think that the border, it's hard to pinpoint, obviously, anyone that thinks that it's incompetence and not the controlled demolition of America doesn't understand what open society means and and what the UN's end goals are. Um, But there's two different things here, and I think it's probably both. But I wonder what you think. Some people believe that the border is wide open because of voting and that they want to register all these people to vote and all of that. Other people talk about the Cloward Piven strategy, which is to uh, overwhelm our social wow. safety networks. Right. And it's some somewhere between both. But what is your take? Like you watch Mayorkas or or Biden or, or KJP. I mean, this woman, I, I don't know. She acts like as if it's never going to the pendulum's never going to swing because she's one of the worst offenders. What do you make of the border in terms of the long game? Because even if it's just about any of these things, the long-term damage is, is shocking.
1: Yeah. Well, just, you have to go back to their, their long game is to destroy America and uh, to, and, and America is the one country that keeps globalism at bay. Americans love you know that they can own a gun they love that they can hop in their car and you know i'm out here in arizona you know, i can hop in my car drive to you know the east coast yeah. and nobody's going to stop me along the way yeah. you can't do that anywhere else in the world yeah. nowhere else in the world you you you're you're going to you're going to stop a lot of times if you try to to drive that far anywhere else in the world and uh and so we have tremendous freedom and i think they do need to collapse our society and they're obviously attempting to collapse our society but i think they're having trouble because our society is so resilient because of the brilliance of the founders and so uh, you know they 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 in most countries the elites have always controlled. And in, in Europe, the, you know, the they've always had their aristocracy right. and in Africa, they've always had their tribal leaders. And in, in, uh, in, in, in China, they've always had their aristocracy. And so you, you, you know, in, in India, you've always had the Brahmins, right? You always had this group of people that have controlled. And so their, their demolition is much easier in America. Hey, we're all equal. That's what makes us totally different. I'm, I've got as much right as a citizen as Donald Trump does. Yeah. Yeah. As any of them do,
0: they act. Right. But the one thing I think that has also been a big game changer was the shock of a lot of uh, I call it the Poison Ivy League. I have for a long time. But the shock of the alumni of the Poison Ivy League over the since October 7th. Now, this is a whole new group of people that are like, meanwhile, the same people that are funding the ceasefire now, and I'm not sure who they're talking to because it's the globalist billionaire oligarchy that's funding that as well. But I will tell you that this was a real shock to a lot of Democrats that did not know that Black Lives Matter was funded by the globalist billionaire oligarchy that is funding this too, and they're one in the same. And I've had a lot of people say to me, oh my God, I can't believe all the hate. I go, where have you been? This isn't yeah, new.
1: It, and, and it's really changing, actually, a lot of Jewish Americans.
0: I know, values. as it should. But they should have known that Black Lives Matter hated them, too. I hate to say <laughs> it, but it's true.
1: They, they, they should have known, but they, they didn't necessarily because, you know, uh, um, liberal Democratic Jewish voters have always defined themselves as an underclass even when they weren't, right. and uh, it's just kind of that mentality. I mean, one of my business partners was Jewish, and uh, so I've had a a a great opportunity uh, my um, my entire life to uh, to get to know that that liberal Jewish mentality. Yeah. And he actually was a conservative but all of his sisters were liberal. And yeah. so we would he he would dissect it for me in great detail. Yeah. And uh, uh, I've and hopefully had those
0: conversations with Roseanne because she's Jewish and she's a conservative, obviously a huge Trump supporter. And we always talk about it, but you have to also realize, and this goes back to the church as well. Um, a lot of uh, synagogues in America, meanwhile, America is 2% Jewish, by the way, folks that don't know that. Um, a lot of them are, a lot of, Jews of this generation are basically secular Jews or I tell people when they say like all the Jews are on Hollywood I say you know what almost every Jew I met in Hollywood told me they were atheist. So uh, the, the the Jew it, there has been a lot of infiltration as there has been in all of the uh in the churches as well in the Jewish community and it's very um in America and so there is and, that, and, and
1: it's 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 very understandable because after World War II, a lot of Jews said, "How could God allow the Holocaust?" And um, and they said, you know, God must be dead if He allowed the Holocaust. And so it was really through that experience of World War II and how horrific it was that that a, a lot of Jewish Secular, hearts yeah. were became completely secularized and, and, and you're right. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, these are, these are all different questions, but I'll tell you one thing I think. um, And by the way, I always say Jews are 3%, but uh, maybe with immigration, they're only 2% now. I mean, yeah,
0: probably at this point, but that's also a world uh, statistic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, uh, the, 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 the truth is, is that a lot of them are changing especially as they see the way the world wants to kill Israel. Well, and, I mean, um, these
0: guys marching in in New York City, they're not, first of all, they're not just calling for the death of, or the end of Israel. They're calling for the end of America. And and people right. have to understand, and this is has a lot to do with immigration, but you know, as well as I know, under Obama, he brought in a lot of people. We also after Afghanistan fell, they brought all those people from Afghanistan here. No vetting, no vetting across our border. None of that. Somalis.
1: And, Somalis. Right. I mean, you go to also, you go to Minneapolis now. Yeah. Minneapolis, when I was young, was a lily white city and now it's like
0: a Although- suburb of Somalia. Yeah, Michigan, all over Michigan, too, and and but all over the country. And now we don't know anything of who's coming here. We don't know where the 60,000 Afghans that they brought over that were not the guys that we should have, which were the people that fought with us and translated for us. They left them behind. Um, so now we're at a place where um, I do want to follow up, though, on the thing with the with the churches that I just brought up about also, because that a lot of churches, you know, it seems to me, and you're, you know, a lot of people in that world. Um, we know a lot of the the pastors that did fight back about COVID and did stand up and are standing up and all of that. But it seems also whatever happened back when the five hundred one C three and all that happened, that this idea of this separate, I'm sorry, we're going all over the place. So I could talk to you for <laughs> three days straight, but um, but you know a lot. Yeah, so, I, so, so, but the idea. I, I love um, our
1: conversations I know because. Me too.
0: But the idea of the separation of church and state has been totally misconstrued and it's not what it, what it has turned into. How much do you think the 501c3 status has held back pastors and, and churches from uh, standing up and getting involved?
1: You know what? I actually don't think it's the status. I think it's their cowardice. We live in a nation of cowards. No. And that's why the work I do, I try to get people beyond their fear. Yeah. And 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 the elites, I mean, one of the reasons we go back to Simone Gold and why they break down those doors and throw their flashbangs and treat people so horrifically in jail in DC because they're making examples. They're creating fear. And the, this movie it's in, it's the whole purpose of it is to create fear amongst Christians that somehow they're going to be, you know, singled out and, and, and most Americans just want to be left alone. I know we, that's the worst we want, part. We just want to go by, about our lives and, you know. that's why i
0: think left of center and right of center probably i've said this to general flynn too probably 15 percent on each side probably all want the government out of our lives and to do their job and to leave us alone and and let us and that that is the last thing that they want they also this globalist uh overreach Uh, People don't understand. It's infected everywhere. A lot of what's going on in our schools is coming from UNESCO, really, and and Education International. A lot, the World Health Organization, a lot of what's going on in healthcare comes right from there. A lot of what's going on with climate, IPCC. It's just, you can trace it all up and back. Now, what is scary is that in September of 2023, I tell people to go look at this. It's also on the Mel K Show website under resources, and sadly enough, under opposition playbooks, and it's on the White House website. But um, Barack Obama, I mean... I call him Oh Biden. I mean, uh, Biden and Harris uh, have a thing there where they recommit to the global goals in Agenda 2030. It was a uh, fact sheet they put out in September of 2023, and I tell people to go read it and look at the after the whole blob about how Obama signed on to Agenda 2030 in 2015, of course without the consent of the governed and telling us what that was and the 17 goals to sustainable track and trace surveillance gulags for all of us. Um, the second half is. Going through all of the goals, global goals that the Biden-Harris regime will be implementing in, ahead in 2025, in their opinion, uh, 2024, 2025, trillions of dollars are, are laid out in here, all to global organizations, be it the World Bank, the Global This, the Global That. So the craziest part about this whole thing is they're they're not even hiding it.
1: <laughs> no, and 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 people need to wake up, and that's why I'm glad you're Paul Revere. Because you're waking people up. And uh, and and that's what we all have to be. And in 2024, I'm putting out a challenge to everyone. And I'll put this out to your uh, viewers and listeners. We all have to do more this year than we've ever done. We have to give more we have to volunteer more we have to love on other people more we have to get uncomfortable and go into the black community we have to you know uh get uncomfortable and go into neighborhoods we might not normally go into and 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 really reach out and create unity and love on people and fear not
0: yeah that is what they want. That's the antidote. Now, uh, you wrote a book, Counterpunch, that I think is even more relevant now than it was when you first wrote it. Uh, and I think it's really a great guide for people on how to tap into their courage. Because like you're saying, and I say this a lot on, um, especially on my uh, Q&A show, I say we're at an, uh, an unprecedented time in our own lives where uh, the fate of America, I believe, is on the table in 2024. We will either become a globalist entity or American citizens uh, b- rebuilding, making America great again, again. Uh, and, and that's a real thing. And I think that we need to also remember that right now anyone can define who they are going forward. You know, you brought up Reagan before, and I think it was him that said, you know, when when our grandchildren look back, you know, w- where were you when tyranny and totalitarianism was knocking on the door of America? And everyone has a choice right now to make. And people that might not have lived the life that they wanted or whatever, right now is a great time to find purpose and redefine yourself and be the leader or the hero that you never were, you thought you should have been or could have been. So it's a very exciting time and I fully agree with you. Now, as for the book, Counterpunch, because it's a good place to start to figure out where your purpose, where your place in this movement is, everyone should define what they are, who they are, what their gifts are, what they want. But just talk briefly before we go about the book and why, you know, people should uh, not only read it, but what what its purpose was, why you put out yeah. that book and w- what it's, it's about.
1: It's all about helping people find first their courage, yeah, but then secondly, to help them find their place and i encourage people just start small you know uh, one of the reasons they locked us all in our homes is because then we wouldn't talk to anybody and we'd feel isolated and alone hey start in your neighborhood yeah start start with the person on your hallway in the apartment building yeah okay just go knock on their door have a cup of coffee with them talk to them share with them get to know them that's we have to reestablish community yeah. and that's 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 how we save america block by block street by street city by city county by county it really doesn't matter what the globalists do if we unite together down here together they can't defeat us
0: No. And, uh, you do extraordinary work. You're also over there at the Western journal. Um, can you tell my audience everywhere that they can find you and also where they can find the book? If you are right now thinking you want to get involved and you're not sure how, where, why, what, uh, Counterpunch is a great book to get you started and motivated to pick pick your lane and get on it and get involved. So uh please share where they can find you. Yeah,
1: well, they, you can. Hey, you can still find Counterpunch at Amazon. They oh, you survived. Yet, so.
0: you survived! You <laughs> survived. I see. Very nice. Very
1: nice. good for you. Uh, so. Uh... Uh, you can find it at Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Great. You can find Counterpunch. Uh, you can get it at Western Journal if you subscribe. I'll send it to you free, and I'll say I'll even autograph it. Excellent. So, uh, um, but uh, that. Thank you for saying that. That's why I wrote it. I wanted yeah. people to. You know, um, I actually start that book opens at the first Reawaken meeting. Oh wow. Right. I totally forgot. I I tell the story of of just how amazing that event was for me and my wife. Yeah. We came in. It it was still that time in the country when the airports were silent and you were on the plane and there weren't that many people and everybody was like wearing a diaper across their face. And and we were all, you know, standing six feet apart and we were all, you know, told what we had to do and then when we got there it was so amazing because all of a sudden every mass came down we we were stacked to the rafters yeah. there was like 5000 people there and we just i felt like i regained my humanity
0: yeah, it was I a started- great sigh of relief. We drove because we didn't want to fly <laughs> like that. But I'll tell you, it was like a sigh of relief. And at that point, none of us, I mean, some of us knew each other, but not like we had, we do now three and a half years later. But, you know, people came up to me in tears, like, oh, my God, they were so isolated, so alone by design. And, and it's really important for people to understand how important that is.
1: Right. And um, so, you know, just... I have a friend here in my my uh, little town of Anthem named Basil Firminos, and Basil's a Greek guy, and uh, he's actually the local handyman. He got in trouble with the law for not wearing a mask during COVID, and, uh, and he got so frustrated about it, since he's the local handyman, he knows everybody. Right. Cause he's the guy you call to get your door fixed when yeah. it won't open right. Right. And so Basil texted 50 of his friends and said, Let's meet for coffee and talk about how we can defeat the mask mandates. Wow. 250 people showed up at the coffee shop that night to talk about how to defeat mask mandates. He had only sent 50 texts. That's how you and, do it. That's how you do it. 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 That's courage. That, that's, that's how it works. That's, that's right. And now since then, in, in the, in the, in the years since then he's become quite the operator and political, you know, uh, leader here in our area. And, and he has these every Monday, every other Monday night. Wow. It's, uh, they call it the North Valley constitutional Americans and they meet and they have speakers and, and then they get involved in the local community. Yeah. And, uh, it's just been so great to see what he does. And and that model, yeah. which is simple, can be replicated in every coffee shop in America.
0: Exactly. And that's like even, I mean, I go to a lot of meetings like that. I tell people, invite me anywhere and I'll come tell you what's going on and how we can fix it. And, and you do that too. Also, I want everyone to know that we will be uh, the Reawakened Tour, last one, apparently. I hope not, but I think it is, uh, is in Detroit in June. So go to the Melkay Show.com events page and head over and uh, make sure you're there because that's going to be a real good one. And and that you're going to see at that event, especially, there's going to be a lot of new faces because uh, too many people want to get on the train of freedom and to fight side by side, shoulder to shoulder to save this country. And it's growing and growing. And by June, I believe it'll be the major well beyond the majority of what we need to take back America. And you are no small part of that Floyd Brown and the Western journal. I'm sure lots of you are subscribed. If you're not go there right now, uh, get his book counterpunch. And for all your friends out there that are just starting to wake up, it's a great primer on what they can do and how we got here and how we can get out of this. And, uh, any last words for the folks out there heading into 2024, uh, I feel like Trump, uh, his Iowa victory was a great sigh of relief for people that were just like, okay, okay, okay. And then it was like, oh, great. Now we have the work.
1: Yeah, now now we have to work. I will just say one last thing to you. If you want to visit the border here in Arizona, you're always welcome. So if you've well, got- I will take an, you an, up if, on that. If you've got a, a, an excuse to come out to the West Coast- I, I will find know, one. Just <laughs> know- We'll 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 keep the light on for you, and uh, you're always nice. welcome here at the Western Journal.
0: Thank you, sir. I know that. And I'm very grateful. And we've become friends. And uh, you are amazing, Patriot. You've been you've been there for a long time. And they've you know, you're the original cancel culture uh, survivor. So uh, everyone, please go over there. If you aren't subscribed, subscribe now. And Floyd Brown, we'll see you again soon. And that's exciting about Carrie Lake. Tell her I say hello and good luck and uh, to keep fighting as she does and as you do. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much.
1: God bless. Thanks.
0: Hi guys, you know, for months and months, me and Mike Al have been talking about the water supply. What is in there? There are pharmaceuticals in the water supply. There are all these chemicals, lots of pollution. We've had all these natural disasters that leave our water, not nearly as clean and certainly not as God intended. We know how important water is for our health. So we have been on a mission to try to find the best alternative to the water that is out there, including bottled water, which of course we did a whole show on everything that's in bottled water which is almost as shocking as what's in our natural water now so we found the best partner we could in healthy hydrogen uh this is a portable bottle that i use all the time but also there are many options over there you can get a house a full house system you can get a tabletop system you can get uh for your shower for your office and business they have so many great options if you go to the show.com we have partnered with them so it's on our partners page healthy hydrogen I am telling you right now the difference in this water and what it will do to your health in general is incredible. Uh, If you have inflammation, your immune system has problems, anything that you are thinking you don't know the solution for, this could be the game changer. We've been looking for the missing piece and I believe the missing piece is the water. We are so excited. They have so much science backing all of their products. They have been tested by all different groups out there that do this for a living and look at water really in depth. We have the hydrogen aspect, which is true truly fascinating. Nothing is more important than water. We all know that. So make sure you're putting the best water in your body. And I assure you, this is a true, true game changer that you will see right away and will improve your health and your family's health going forward. Go check out the Mel K Show Partners page, Healthy Hydrogen, and get your health back from the inside out, starting with God's great water. We will see you soon. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. narrative is falling apart but as it does there's so much of this fraudulent disinformation misinformation censorship coming from the globalists and what we need to do is be focused on the facts cut through everything be discerning and get it first and foremost out there to everyone it is important that you know what is going on censorship is getting nuts you guys know it there's accounts all over the place that are fake that are not me i know you guys send me emails and i really appreciate it and you report it and it's on telegram and instagram and twitter and they're not me So I'm super excited to announce We The People with Mel K. Be the first to join. It's a VIP community, just you and me behind a paywall, no trolls, no nothing. We get to know each other. I will give you the facts first. I break a lot of stories a long time before other people. We can talk about past, present, future, history, what we're doing now, solutions for going forward, what 2024 is gonna look like. I'm gonna do breaking news, do a lot of deep dives. I'm gonna bring that information to you guys first in a live Q&A every week. So please click the link below and join me over there. We are going to create a community, a community that is censorship proof, it's cancel proof, it's truth, it's transparency, it's on the road to God, country, justice, everything that we want in one place. This is the most incredible, amazing time to be alive. As hard as it seems and as difficult as the battle has been for you guys and definitely for me, all I know is that we all are part of the solution. We are all involved and invested and you guys have the passion that I have. So let's join together on live Q and A's once a week with me, Mel Kay, we the people of the United States taking back this nation. This is so exciting guys. I've been dying to do this and we finally got the technology right. So please join me, click the link below, can't wait to get started.